Welcome to Take Up and Read, a bite-sized Bible study podcast on the Sunday Catholic Mass readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. This Sunday is the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time of Year B. Our first reading is from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 through 4 and verses 12 through 15. Here we see the first signs that while the Israelites may have been freed from the bondage of Egypt, they are not yet free of the bondage of sin. Moses must deal with the complaints of the Israelites against him due to their hunger, not trusting even after having witnessed the miracles of the Exodus. The Lord in his mercy, however, hears their plea and rains down manna and quail from heaven, giving Moses instructions for how it is to be gathered. We know that quail rest in the Sinai Desert during their annual migrations between Africa, Europe, and Asia, and are easily captured at this phase. There are different scientific theories as to what exactly the manna was and how it tasted. In verse 14, it is described as a flake-like hoarfrost, a crystallized honeydew that falls from tamarisk trees is still eaten by Bedouin desert dwellers and is called manna in Arabic. It is also known to disintegrate as the temperature rises throughout the day, just as the manna does in verse 21. Whether or not this is what the Lord provided for Israel, what is important is that it arrived at the right place and the right time according to his providence. In Psalm 78, our psalm for this Sunday, This manna is remembered as the bread of heaven and the bread of angels, which became synonyms for the Eucharist in Catholic tradition, most notably in St. Thomas Aquinas' musical compositions, Panis Angelicus and his Pange Lingua Gloriosi, often used in benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. The term manna is a play on the people's words in Hebrew, asking each other, what is it? Just after our passage ends, it is said that after the daily gathering of manna, no one had too much or too little. God provided exactly according to the needs of each until the Israelites passed through the desert and into the promised land of Canaan, indicated by God's holy mountain at the end of our psalm selection. In the same way, Jesus will supply exactly according to our spiritual needs in giving us his body in the Eucharist, until we reach our promised heavenly reward. This is the thrust of this Sunday's Gospel. This Sunday's second reading is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 and verses 20 through 24, where St. Paul reminds his readers to put on the new self, which they received in baptism, symbolized by the white robes they would have been clothed with after the sacrament. As the church at Ephesus would have been made up of Jewish and Gentile converts, Paul's warning about living as the Gentiles do refers to their pagan neighbors. In the words of St. Gregory of Nyssa, a person is renewed, made new by God when he puts on Christ. It is clear then that he who has put on Christ is become a new man, and this new man has been created by God. Our gospel continues from last week with John chapter 6, verses 24 through 35. In between this passage and last week's, Jesus has left the crowds and his disciples have crossed the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. 
Jesus walks across the water to join them in the boat, and the people find them once again in Capernaum, which is where our reading this Sunday picks up. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, Moses told the Israelites that God would send them another prophet like himself. And this came to be interpreted as a reference to the Messiah promised elsewhere in the Old Testament. Remember also that Moses presided over the people as the Lord fed them in the wilderness with manna. And Jesus had miraculously fed the 5,000 in last Sunday's gospel. This is the context in which the people have sought out Jesus as a new Moses. And they ask him for a sign like the manna in Exodus as the manna's return was a common messianic expectation. Jesus tells them, however, that what they should seek is not bread which fills the stomach, but that which feeds the soul. It was not Moses who fed their ancestors, but God. And Jesus announces that God will feed his people from heaven once again. This time, the food is superabundant, even greater than that during the days of Moses, and the one eating it will never hunger. Jesus says that only he can give this bread, and this new bread from heaven is Jesus himself, God and man, the one on whom the Father has set his seal. The work he asks is that they believe in him as the one sent by the Father, and partake of his body and blood in the Eucharist. There are stunning claims of divinity here by Jesus, the shock of which was probably only overcome among the crowd and that they had just witnessed his miraculous multiplication of the loaves and fishes. For instance, Christ claims here that he, as the bread of life, will give life to the world, which is clearly the prerogative of God alone. In the end, however, this discourse on the bread of life will end up being too much for many of those present to accept, the miracles notwithstanding. We will leave it there for now as we will continue with this chapter in the Gospel next Sunday. We will conclude with the Collect for this Sunday's Mass. Draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness, that, for those who glory in you as their Creator and Guide, you may restore what you have created and keep safe what you have restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more and find resources, visit studycatholic.com. And please tell your friends about the show and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Thanks again, and God bless.